What's going on, everybody? As always, welcome back to another episode of the Football In Show podcast. I do greatly, greatly appreciate you listening and continuing to support. Today, I've been wanting to put out an episode for last week or so, um, but the current state that we live in, that this country is in right now, I was not in any shape to put out a podcast. I wanted to, I truly, truly did want to, but again, I was just in no, I was not in the right mental capacity to do so. And in a way, I'm still not. But there's something that has to be spoken about. There's something that needs to be. There's something that we need to speak on that. It feels sort of like beating a dead horse. And I get that. I do. But. We still we still need to talk about it. If you haven't heard yet, first of all, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. I, I really do. Whether you, if you're on the front lines fighting the good fight, if you're protesting, please stay safe. Please, whatever you do, be safe. I truly mean that. If you haven't heard yesterday, Drew Brees was on, was doing an interview with Yahoo Finance, and they asked about him, and they asked him about the potential of NFL players when the NFL comes back, when it resumes, of NFL players kneeling again during the anthem, and this is what he had to say. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And again, that was Drew Brees, quarterback, New Orleans Saints, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, doing an interview with Yahoo Finance. Um, And when he said that, he got tons of backlash. From obviously current players to some of his teammates, Malcolm Jenkins, who was just signed by the Saints this past offseason. A very, very vocal supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, He had a little bit of beef with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed on the way he handled the whole protesting. Um, But that's that's not the point right now. He, he, He put out a video. I'm not sure if it was on Instagram or Facebook, but he put out a video in a very heartfelt message to Drew Brees, he he was tearing up, understandably so. And 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 that's just one of the many, many responses that he got. He also got a lot of backlash on Twitter. You know, Richard Sherman spoke out about it. He posted something on Twitter. Um Doug Baldwin did. A, a, a lot of players did. A lot of people in the NFL world did. And obviously you have you had his his supporters out there on Twitter as well. Damn, Drew Brees. 
there is a problem much bigger than the flag, than the anthem, than than the troops. It, it's so much bigger that at this point, I was just talking to my wife about this last night. I don't, it, it's hard for me to understand how at this point people can still attempt to change the narrative of the protest. Of what Kaepernick was doing to begin with. Back then, okay. I I still didn't agree with it. Because back then, it was clearly about police brutality. People wanted to make it about the flag, about the the anthem, about the the troops, about military service members. Saying that it was disrespectful. If you have not or are not currently serving in the United States military... Stop it. Just stop. You don't have the right to tell what service members find disrespectful or not. You don't have the right to tell us how we feel. And for those of you who who don't know me personally, I'm currently serving in the United States Navy. So I'm not just talking shit. I'm not just trying to defend Colin Kaepernick. I'm in the service. I'm in the military. So when people come at me and say, well, you should be disrespected by this. Why? Why should I be disrespected by it? Who are you to tell me that I should be disrespected by it? Nobody. If you've never served, I don't want to have the conversation with you. Now, if you've served or are currently serving, then yes, by all means, let's have an open discussion. Why is it disrespectful to you? I I genuinely want to know. Because no matter what branch you serve in, No matter how many times you enlist, we all swear the same oath. In that very first sentence, I solemnly swear to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. The same Constitution that provides the unalienable right to peacefully protest, which is what Kaepernick was doing. He wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't yelling at anybody. He wasn't causing violence. He wasn't rioting. He wasn't looting. He was peacefully and quietly kneeling. But people couldn't let that happen. They had to change the narrative. Because, God forbid, we talk about the history of this country... God forbid we acknowledge that this country was founded on stolen land, a mass genocide, and slavery, and racial injustice. I will admit it is better off now than it was 60, 70, 80, 100, 200, 400 years ago. But when you suffer oppression for 400 years, you're not at the same you're not at the same starting line as everybody else. People think just because we got rid of slavery and just because we got rid of Jim Crow law and we got rid of uh, segregation that everything's fine. No, there's so many other factors that specifically target. Communities of color. If you don't believe that, I highly, highly recommend, if you have not already, 
go watch the movie 13 on Netflix. It's about the 13th Amendment in the United States Constitution that abolishes slavery unless you're a prisoner, unless you have been committed or unless you have been convicted of committing a crime. Please, 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 especially if you don't understand, especially if you question whether there is seriously a problem of systemic racism in this country, please go watch it. And watch it with an open mind. Really, truly try to understand where we are coming from. And and I don't say we... I'm, I'm not black. I've dealt with my own issues regarding race. I'm Mexican. I was born here, thankfully. I, I don't claim to be black. I don't claim to have suffered the same oppressions that black people have. I would never do that. Hispanics have faced, we, we face our own, our own shit growing up. At least I have personally, and I know others have. But when you suffer an oppression, when you suffer the way that Mexicans have, you not only sympathize, but it hurts you just as much when you see black people going through so much worse. Back in the little personal story, back in 2008, I'm from California. Back in 2008, there was a huge bill that was to be voted on, Proposition 8. What Prop 8 did was give gay people the right to marry. Now, I don't remember if it was yes was for gay marriage or no was against gay marriage. All I remember is that I am very much pro-gay marriage. My my best friend since my freshman year of high school is gay and I love her to death. And she just recently got married and I'm extremely happy for her. I'm so glad that she and all of the gay people are finally being able to experience the thrill and happiness of marrying the love of your life. But somebody once told me during all the in the middle of all of that, I was very vocal about my support for gay rights. Very, very vocal. And one person told me, they asked me why I support them so much. Why am I fighting so hard for them? And my answer was because they're being oppressed. They're not being given the same rights that the rest of us are, that straight people are. This person responded and said, what about if black people were being oppressed? What if they were being treated unfairly? Would you stand up for them? And at that point, as a 14, 15 year old kid, of course, in my head was, well, of course, why wouldn't I? Why would I not stand up for, for people that are being treated unfairly? But at the same time, I'd never been put in that position to fight for somebody other than gay people for equality. Again, I was only about 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. I was just becoming my own thinker. I was just becoming an, an individual and my independent, 
I was just becoming somebody who, who thought for himself. And learning about different things going on in the world. That one specifically hitting so close to me because, again, my best friend, she's gay and, and it, it meant a lot to me. So I answered him. I said, I would like to think so. I hope that I never have to be put in that position to defend black people, to stand up for black people or anybody else for that matter. But if I ever am in that situation, if there's ever a time that black people need me to stand up for them, that they need me to speak for them. I really hope I'm that person to do it. Here we are in 2020. Black people needing a voice. And I'm happy to report to that person. I'm one of the loudest motherfuckers there are. I'm one of the loudest people you will hear. I'm one of the loudest non-black people, I, I should say. I'm one of the most vocal non-black people you will hear on this matter. Because it's not just about black people being treated unfairly. It's not just about black people being targeted by police. There are lives on the line. There are lives on the line here. This has been going on since 2012. And all started with Trayvon Martin. Yeah, he wasn't killed by a cop. But his killer should have been made an example of. By his killer being able to walk free. Sent a message to not only everybody else. But to cops. The minute Trayvon Martin's killer was found not guilty, it was open season. Eric Gardner was killed. Tamir Rice, an 11-year-old boy, because he had a BB gun. The cops pulled up on him. They, they literally drove their car onto the grass. Probably just a couple of feet away from him. Got out and shot him. Almost instantly. While you have people like Dylan Roof. Who they knock on the door. Gently arrest him. And say hey. Before we take you to jail. You want some Burger King? Can we go get you some food? Dylan Roof. Walked into a church. And killed, murdered, nine black people. And what was his reasoning? His reasoning, his words, to start a race war. When you have people like that being handcuffed and taken to jail before, after getting, obviously after they stopped and got him some food. But you have people like Tamir Rice being gunned down because he had a toy gun. When you have people like Trayvon Martin being gunned down because he looked suspicious and he was attacked, so he fought back. When you have people like Philando Castile, tell the cop, officer, I have a gun. It's legal. I have the permit. Going to reach to show him that permit, he gets shot. All while his girlfriend records it. 
And while while Philando Castile is there bleeding, dying, what does the cop do? Continues to point his gun at him. What threat did he pose at that point? None. You already shot him. Freddie Gray, dead. Sandra Bland, dead for a traffic, for, for a, a blinker. For a blinker. So when people want to say that kneeling in protest of police brutality is disrespectful to the flag, to the anthem, to the troops... Miss me with that. Stop worrying about the how and the when. Worry about the why. If we can focus on the why, even for a few months, if we can focus on the why somebody is protesting and not the how and not the where and not the when, but why they are protesting, why he is kneeling, then maybe there won't need to be any more protesting. Maybe there will be no more kneeling. This man sacrificed his career for something much, much bigger than him. And y'all still want to make it about the flag, about the anthem, about the service members. I'm not saying you, you have to agree with the way that he did it. It's not what I'm saying. It is 100% your right to disagree with the way that he did it. But you it is not your right to tell him that he's wrong for doing that. Whenever I, I get into this discussion with people, they always say, that's not the right way to protest. Or that's not how I would protest. I always ask them, then what is the right way? Or how would you do it? You know what their answer is? I don't know. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know what the right way is. So you are not in a position to say that is not the right way. If we would have taken Kaepernick seriously back then and focused on the why. Maybe Minneapolis wouldn't have happened. Maybe George Floyd would still be alive. Maybe we wouldn't know his name. That city would still be standing upright. Maybe Philando Castile would still be alive. Maybe Sandra Bland would still be alive. Maybe Tamir Rice would be going through high school right now. And we would have no idea who he is. I am ashamed to know who those people are. It is dreadful that we know the names of Sandra Bland, Freddie Gray, and Trayvon Martin. We shouldn't know who they are. Their faces should not be all over posters. We need to focus on the why. And not the how. And not the when. And not the where. But the why. Why are people protesting? Why are people upset? Thank you guys for listening.